favorite station. We, we, we are online 24-7. This is what we play. Hey, Sigurinsa, the representative of Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Represent for January Radio. Here we go. This is what we play. Maybe boys in the steel. Boring in the wheat. Mixing non-stop in Shano Radio. No, 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 no. I'm for Shano Radio. I test online radio station. Strap yourself in. Because we're sitting at the switch door. You're now listening to the sound of Shano Radio. Shano Radio. How are this? Chat about. Are you for said that, sister? You want to fit inside my space? You want to see my headlamp on my bumper, right? Let me tell you something, baby. Red light and green light, yellow light. Take the green light because that's the gold light. I want to get the gold light. You know, everything is right, right? Let me tell you something, baby. Come on, my limousine. I know where I go to right? Make loving tonight. Going to the ecstasy. Check this. Riding down the city streets. Waiting to get down.
Nation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This is Rihanna. Hello, Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. And this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out John O Radio. John O Radio. <laughs> Morning to all our listeners. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for being here. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app today. J A H K N O Radio. Available in your Apple Store and Google Play Store. It's Wednesday, May 4th, and of course, you know, it's hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Today, we are crushing on Patra, JC Lodge, and Dawn Penn, and we have to thank one of our very faithful um, listeners, Javette, with me right here on Clubhouse. Thank you, Javette. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments and that's M-I Media Moments. The replays will be available there for your friends and family that are not on Clubhouse. And for those who are not able to catch the live stream on Quimsy Radio and Jano Radio, but guess what? You can also listen to the past airings on JanoRadio.com. When you go to the website, just click on Podcasts, scroll down, and you'll find me there. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Russia-Ukraine live updates. EU proposes Russian oil ban. Out of Mali, military government breaks defense accords with France. A look at some of the world's toughest abortion laws. News out of North America. Tulsa race massacre reparations lawsuit moves forward after judge votes against dismissal. Two arrested after 13-year-old boy was shot in the head. Idaho state lawmaker found guilty of raping legislative intern. Body of teen recovered after he jumped into the Mississippi River to save his girlfriend. Election 2022, J.D. Vance wins Ohio's GOP Senate primary. I look at some of the world's toughest abortion laws. Well, we're going to talk about that. So we're not going to do that out of American news today. So we just head on over to business and tech news headlines. China regulator says 14,684 Teslas recalled for crash risk. Energy chief Grand Home touts $3 billion plan to boost EV batteries. Iran gets opportunity to sell auto parts to Russian car maker. Instagram testing feature that will make app look similar to TikTok full-screen vertical home feeds. In health and science news, Biden blasts radical draft, warns other rights may be threatened. In sports news, FIFA hands one-match stadium bans to Senegal and Nigeria. U.S. government says that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia. 
In the Caribbean corner, Bahamians urged to prepare for hurricane season out of Jamaica. School for the Blind gets literary boost from NCB Foundation. And out of Trinidad and Tobago, reports of abuse at children's homes leaves minister heartbroken. Stories out of Latin America, Amazon tribes turn the tables on intruders with social media. U.S. issues visas in Cuba for first time in more than four years. In the Dominican Republic, they're saying that the diplomats kidnapped in Haiti has been released. And believe it or not, stories, teen Jimmy John's worker stabbed by woman over sandwich order mix-up. Man who had to regrow penis on his arm for six years finally has it attached to the correct place. Interesting story. Florida man accused of quitting CPR to steal unresponsive overdose victims' electronics. And in entertainment news, Nene Leakes says she's been blacklisted from the industry after Bravo fallout. Wendy Williams says she will be returning to TV, seen partying at Met Gala after party. How you doing? And here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com and on Clubhouse in the QMZ Radio Club. It's music, news, and naturalist's views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sonette, Rosola, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Join Rosola for the Rosola Show Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. And on Clubhouse in the Rosola Show Club. Next Tuesday, Rosola speaks with Janice Laws Robinson candidate for Georgia Insurance and a Safety Fire Commissioner. Tune in to Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and a Freestyle Saturday uh, every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mixmaster Kevon on JanoRadio.com. Saturdays and Sundays, we're going to be living it up with DJ Simple. Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m., it's Blazing Saturdays. And Sundays, he returns with Big People Sunday. That's JanoRadio.com. We're going to be right back after this music break. A little bit more from Patro, Queen of the Pack. Wash out, watch out the king, the boat, and the queen. I come out, patch out, they spread red carpet. One thing we have to tell on and on, so watch out. Adam Arsene. Adam Arsene. Watch me now. It name, murder me wrote, I may not take back me chat. Shuffle the date, me and the queen in the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plan the can, so no better watch that. Show me step up in a life, them want to give me a fight. Show me look cute and them don't look too right. They call on me to over me, man, I fight. And that now one no time in a them life. Me no cut up, cut up, I can model every time. Absolute niceness, come with pure rhyme. First class, best good, and your style a lick. The quality, my feet come back quick. Cause murder me wrote, I may not take back me chat. Truffle the date, me a the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plan the can, so no better watch that. Cho, yes, me no speed, me no king, me no jack. Me a the queen, and me run the pack. 
Shuffle up the deck and me come on top. Say who no know say Patra and no dead stop. Anything test them off, we kick back. Rally back, me rally back and me not so back. Cause me down me road and me no take back me chat. Yeah. Shuffle the deck, me are the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plan the cancer, no better watch that. Everything composite and the vibes just a flow. The race is for the safe for no one move too slow. Can't beg no friend, me just a met my way. A serious time, me no come and be play. Man, I rush my body just like a hot bread. And over on a body, no man and dead. The queen, they are no suspect, the red carpet. A long time, we not try a time, no fool, no quit. Cause, murder me, wrote, and me no take back me chat. Shuffle the deck, me a the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plan the cancer, no better watch that. Everything composite and the vibes just a flow. The rest is for the safe, no one move too slow. Can't beg no friend, me just a make my way. I see for time, me no come here for play. Man, I rush my body just like a hot bread. I never own nobody, no man and dead. The queen, they are no suspect, the red carpet. A long time, we no try a time, no fear, no quit. Girl, murder me, wrote time, me no take back me chat. Truffle the me a the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plant the can so no better watch that. Yo, ask me no spirit, king me no jack. Yes, me a the queen, me run the park. Shuffle up the deck and me come on top. So uno no se pacha and no dead stock. Anything taste, I fick it back. Rally back, me rally back and me not dance so back. Cause murder me wrote and me no take back me chat. Yeah. Shuffle the deck, me a the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plant the can so no better watch that. Everything composite and the vibes just a flow. The rest is for the safe one, no one move too slow. Can't beg no friend, me just a make my way. I see bros time, me no come here be play. Man I rush me body just like a hot bread. And over who nobody no man and dead chop. Better me run time, me no take back me chat. Chop who did it, me a the queen in a the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that. And me plant the can so no better watch that. Throw me step up in a life, and my feet give me a fight. Throw me look cute and them no look too right. They call on me to over me, man a fight. And that now one, no time in a them life. Me no cut up, cut up again, model every time. Absolute niceness come with pure rhyme. First class dress code and your style a lick. The quality me fling him, my feet come back quick. Janoa Radio, you don't know Arian Sevilla and that's the thing straight. Let me just say this. By the time <clears throat> I'm done, I'm going to get my certification in engineering, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Every day, not a challenge, but you know something? Love it. Because challenges at the end of the day teach us things about ourselves we never knew before. They make us better, <laughs> right? Stronger. However you want to look at it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's to take whatever you're faced with, embrace it, and see how you can make the best of the situation. Yeah. So I'm going to be a sound engineer, getting my certification after this. I have mad respect for people in the broadcasting world, especially those who have to do it by themselves. You know, I have a whole new 
level of respect for all of you. Big up for yourself. That's all I can say this morning. Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you, Javette. Thank you, Rosolo, for making me aware. So I had to unplug and replug everything. <laughs> all right. Now it's time for us to get into the details. And, of course, we're starting off with international news. Russia-Ukraine live news updates. EU proposes Russian oil ban. The European Union unveils proposals for a sixth round of sanctions on Russia, including a ban on Russian oil imports by the end of 2022. Russian attacks have killed 21 civilians and wounded 27 others in Ukraine's eastern Donetsk, Donetsk region. And I'm also going to be fluent in so many other languages by the time I'm done, its governor says. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says 156 civilian evacuees from Mariupol have reached the Ukrainian-held city of Zaporizhia. Another convoy of buses leaves Mariupol on Wednesday morning today as evacuation efforts resume. Russia says its forces struck several Ukrainian railway stations used to transport Western-made weapons. Of a story out of Mali, military government breaks defense accords with France. Mali's ruling military has announced it is breaking its defense accords with former colonial ruler France, condemning flagrant violations of its national sovereignty by the French troops stationed there. The announcement was the latest sign of deteriorating relations between Mali and France. Both France and the United States have accused mercenaries from the Kremlin-linked security firm Wagner of deploying and perpetuating human rights abuses in Mali, where the government claims the Russians are just military instructors helping to restore order. Vast swaths of Mali lie beyond government control because of armed group activity, which began in 2012 before spreading three years later to neighboring Burkina Faso and Niger. The military seized power in the landlocked Sahel state following protests over the government's handing of the war against armed groups. The conflict led to thousands of military and civilian deaths and forced hundreds of thousands of people to flee their homes. The military initially promised to restore civilian rule, but it failed to meet an earlier commitment to West African bloc ECOWAS to hold elections in February this year, prompting regional sanctions. On Sunday, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez called for the swift return to civilian leadership in Mali, Guinea, and Burkina Faso, all currently ruled by military regimes. Now we're going to take a look at an issue. Of course, we all are aware of the quote-unquote leaked documents that created a stir throughout the country. Uh, yesterday and we're grateful for the leak well i am grateful for the leak if no one else is i certainly am but now we're going to take a look at some of the world's toughest abortion laws amnesty international has fervently called on united states authorities to protect the right of abortion as the country's top court appears to set a vote to overturn the roe versus wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. And this is according to a leaked initial draft majority opinion published by Politico on Monday. While moves to decriminalize and legalize abortion in places like Argentina, Ireland, Mexico, and Colombia in the last few years 
have been a huge win for the global community, there are grim signs that the United States is out of step with the progress that the rest of the world is making in protecting sexual and reproductive rights. And this is according to Amnesty Secretary General Agnes Calamar. We fervently call on the U.S. authorities to protect the right to legal and safe abortion. Anything less would be a gross failure to uphold human rights, including the rights to life, health, bodily autonomy, privacy, and dignity. As new limits on abortion rights are pursued in the U.S. and other countries, let's take a look at global abortion stats and some of the world's strictest abortion laws. There are 16 countries where abortion is prohibited altogether. A list that includes Egypt, Iraq, the Philippines, Laos, Senegal, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. And this is according to the Center for Reproductive Rights. About three dozen other countries allow it only to save the life of the mother. A list that includes Nigeria, Brazil, Mexico, Venezuela, Iran, Afghanistan, and Myanmar. Around 40% of women of reproductive age live in places where abortion access is illegal or limited. In January 2021, Poland put into effect a constitutional court decision prohibiting abortions performed due to fetal defects, banning the most common of the few legal grounds for terminating a pregnancy in the largely Catholic country. El Salvador has some of the world's strictest abortion laws, with the procedure banned without exception since 1998. More than 180 women who experienced obstetric emergencies were prosecuted for abortion or aggravated homicide in the past 20 years. Women in Malta are denied access to abortion, even if their lives are at risk. It is the only European Union member state that completely prohibits the procedure. Women who have abortions face up to three years in jail. Senegal prohibits abortion, but its code of medical ethics allows it if three doctors agree it is needed to save a woman's life. A 2014 study showed the rules force women to seek clandestine abortions and, as a last resort, kill their own infants. In the United Arab Emirates, abortion is illegal, except if, if the pregnancy endangers the woman's life or there is evidence the baby will not survive. Women could face up to one year in prison and a hefty fine. Women who seek hospital treatment for a miscarriage may be accused of attempted abortion. Anti-abortion laws in the Philippines derive from its time as a Spanish colony. <clears throat> Excuse me. Abortion has been prohibited for more than a century. About 1,000 Filipino women die each year from complications. Spain is among more than 50 countries that have liberalized abortion laws over the past quarter century. Chile, in 2017, they ended almost 30 years of a blanket ban and now allows interventions for rape or if the life of the mother or baby is at risk. Chilean lawmakers approved a proposal last September to decriminalize abortions up to 14 weeks after conception through the Senate 
and though the Senate still has to debate and vote on the matter. Let's go over to Ireland. Abortion became illegal in 2018 after much debate and following a referendum that overturned a constitutional ban. The following year saw liberalization in Northern Ireland, which had been the sole part of the United Kingdom still holding out. The UK had legalized abortion with a 1967 Act of Parliament. What if women get up and say, okay, no more sex? We ain't going to have sex anymore. Or we're not going to have sex unless the man is using birth control. Because, of course, you know, birth control becomes a woman's responsibility. And damned you if you're not protecting yourself. You are the reason you are pregnant. So, men, figure your lives out. We have no place for you anymore. And it's a shame that one even has to think like that. But the sad truth, it's mostly men, majority men, making decisions about our bodies and what we choose to do or not do. Men. I said this yesterday, and I also made the disclaimer that I really don't care who I am emasculating at this point. So the men who are making this, the, the decisions, go impregnate yourselves and leave us alone. It's a global pandemic of sorts. Everywhere around the world, you want to tell a woman what she has the right to do when it comes to her body. And it's sad to think that in some countries, they don't even care if your life is at risk or if the child may come out deformed. But the point was made yesterday, and it was made on Monday as well, well, yesterday really, that they only care when the child is in the womb. Once that child comes out, nobody gives two craps about you or that child. You're on your own to figure it out for the rest of your life and that child's life. Now you're pushing women to do clandestine things into the back alleys, underground, flying to other places where it may not be as safe. It's 2022 and we are not free. We do not have the freedom to make a decision. It's okay for us to be impregnated and left with the burden. And I'm not calling children a burden, really, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. But when I say burden, we have sex, we get pregnant, and the man goes on his merry way, doesn't want anything to do with us. Gets up and says, oh, it's not his. And that's where the burden comes in because you have the sole responsibility to feed the child, clothe the child, provide for the child, love this child. Why is it that the woman should be prepared at all times to face the consequences? 
but the man gets away. Everything, the penalty is always on the woman, the woman, the woman. What happens to the man? Okay, so a woman makes the decision to have an abortion, and the man, what? What happens to him? He goes about his merry way. But he makes laws, supports laws that says a woman should not have an abortion. She doesn't have the right to have an abortion. But where are you? Are you supporting that child? Even if you're not with a woman, and nobody's saying you have to stick to a relationship with a woman, but where are you? Where's the co-parenting? Where is the joint care? You can rape us and we must have the child. Commit incest with us and we must have the child. We're trafficked. We must have the child. I read an article yesterday and a woman said, she was quoted as saying that, yes, let's, she's an anti-abortionist. Let's stop abortion so that this country can heal. Once abortions are stopped and it's made illegal to have an abortion, this country will be a better place. Really? The United States people are going to be better people? So you're telling us that abortion is the reason why there is crime? Abortion is the reason why people are raping people, murdering people? scamming people is that <laughs> i didn't know that that was the, abortion was the main cause of all the problems in, in this country the injustices in this country it's caused by abortion based on what she's saying yeah good morning good morning javette so I can't, I, I don't remember if it was a movie or a book, but all the women in a specific town, because their men weren't paying attention to them, their men wasn't helping at home, they um, decided not to give their men any pleasures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as a month went by, the men started getting antsy and then two months went by and then I don't remember the, the period, but the men finally gave in. So maybe your idea about withholding mm -hmm. will work. Yeah. Make birth control their responsibility. They need a pill to take so that they're not impregnating us. Take a pill and wrap it up. No, you, you're not prepared to do that. You're not prepared to enter me. No, sorry. You're not going to have all this joy and all this pleasure if you're not prepared to take responsibility. We're blamed for getting pregnant. Young girl in high school gets pregnant. It's our fault. It's never the boy's fault. It's always the girl's fault. We're raped. We are blamed for being raped. And then they wonder why women don't complain or talk about it. Because you walk into a police station, you say you're raped, and you're looked at, okay, what did you do to cause the rape? Really? 
you're made to look like the suspect instead of the victim. You call it upon yourself. Oh, if you weren't wearing those shorts. Oh, if you weren't wearing that skirt. Oh, if you weren't in that location. Oh, if you didn't hang around with so many boys, this wouldn't happen to you. It's always the woman getting blamed for every damn thing that happens to us on this earth. Always us. So this time, I believe that women take a stance. When are we going to start pushing back? When are we going to start pushing back and holding men accountable? Men, when are you going to hold yourselves accountable? Heard a story yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it Monday? I can't remember. I'm not sure it was on Naturalist Live. When he was talking about a situation, a man gets up and rapes a nine-year-old girl. And then what happens? She must have that child. Huh? She must have the child. A nine-year-old probably scared out of their life. By the time they realize, according to the statute of limitations, now she can't have the abortion. But she must have the child. Okay, yes, we're pro-life, we're pro-life, we're pro-life. We're fighting for everybody's life. Don't bring the Bible to me because I did look it up and I don't see where it says anything abortion, about abortion in the Bible, quite frankly. I'm, I, well, I haven't found it yet. And if somebody can quote exactly where it says abortion is wrong in the Bible, tell me, I'll, I'll be happy to go there. But we pick and choose what we want to use. We do things that are to our own benefit when it's appropriate for us. Everybody needs to stand up and say something. If you have a sister, well, everybody has a mother or had a mother. That's the only way you can come into this world, right? If you have a mother, a sister, a grandmother, an aunt, a niece, anyone biologically female, I strongly suggest you help us because this is going to be a fight. Significant strides were made back in when, what year was this? Here, did we make an advancement in protecting freedom of choice? We've just been set back decades. We've just been set back decades in a country that is supposed to be the free leaders or the leaders of the free world. I can't even say it right right now. We have been set back. Nineteen seventy-three. The year I was born. Thank you, Javette. So you just set us back forty-nine years. Forty-nine years we've been set back. Forty-nine years. 
ripped away from us or facing the likelihood, I should say, of being ripped away from us. I don't know how the rest of you feel. I really don't know. But I know how I feel. Okay, so this happens. What's the next thing they're going to take away from us? What's next? Because it's not going to end here. There's always going to be something else. And we're going to keep going backward and backward and backward. And at the end of the day, Don said it yesterday, whether we like it or not, you can't stop abortions, illegal or legal. You cannot stop it. It's going to happen. So it is best, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, it is best to at least provide safe spaces where people can get it done medically, safely. Women, we have a decision to make. How, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You put us in jail. In some countries, you're put in jail. You're questioned if your miscarriage is even real. We're criminals now. We're standing up for our own rights, our choices. Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> we do have to take another quick break. After this music break, we'll be returning with news out of North America. Thank you to um, Javed for the selections for today. Um, she requested Patra, JC Lodge, and Dawn Penn for our hashtag WCW. So we have three WCW artists for today. Here is our Lady Patro with featuring Yo Yo Romantico. I don't ever come cross this type of life, watch your baby body. Watch it just stay with a romance in front of the phone. Watch this. Yeah, me know. I'm on a romantic call. I'm talking to my baby down on the yard. I'm on a romantic call. My man Patro now go test the fraud. Watch this. Hello, mommy. Can I speak to Bobby? Cross the ocean.
everyone. Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. World News on the Go, Coffee and Toe with me, Moments with me. And now it is time for stories out of North America. And the studio gremlins are back. <laughs> Tulsa race massacre reparations lawsuit moves forward after judge votes against dismissal. Um, Javed, I have a quick question for you, and I hope you're able to speak. I was in a room with you the other day. Is this the same um, case that a gentleman was talking about that they were going to court on Monday? Yes, this is the same okay. um, case. I tried to ping him in the room, but I haven't heard from him. Okay. All right. Thank I let you. him know that you were bringing up the story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Because I was listening to him and I was like, good for him. Good for the movement because it is going to set the pace for other things. Right. So let me just get into the story. A judge has ruled that the 1921 Tulsa race massacre lawsuit may move forward after the defendants pushed to have it dismissed. The plaintiffs in the lawsuit are seeking reparations for the deadly May 1921 massacre that claimed the lives of many black people in the prosperous black Greenwood neighborhood known as the Black Wall Street. Racist white citizens burned down black-owned businesses and homes, leaving the area in ruins. Initial reports claimed that the death toll was 10 whites and 26 African Americans. However, experts now believe that at least 300 black people were slaughtered. On Monday, Judge Carolyn Wall ruled that the motion to dismiss was granted in part and denied in part, which allows the lawsuit to proceed. However, it is unclear if a trial will take place. Courtroom attendees chaired when the ruling was announced, including the three last surviving victims of the massacre. Hugh Van Ellis, a 101-year-old survivor, is confident that the ruling is going to change things. The other two survivors are Viola Fletcher and Leslie Benfield Randall, who are both 107. In addition to the survivors, the lawsuit includes relatives of survivors. The suit names seven defendants, including the city of Tulsa, the Oklahoma Military Department, 
and the Tulsa Development Authority. Demario Solomon Simmons, an attorney for the plaintiffs, praised the small victory after years of working with the victims and their families. According to the lawsuit, the city and insurance companies never reimbursed the plaintiffs for their losses. The devastating carnage resulted in racial and economic imbalances that are still felt today. Throughout the years, municipal and county leaders have aggressively hindered the community's efforts to rebuild Greenwood and the rest of the majority black North Tulsa community. Instead, the local government has focused heavily on the white portions of Tulsa. The lawsuit is seeking monetary reparations through a Tulsa Massacre Victims Compensation Fund. It also calls for the creation of a hospital in North Tulsa. The only two black hospitals were famously burned down during the massacre. There has never been any rebuilt in North Tulsa to replace them. Yeah, I would love to be able to hear more from him, Javed. If he's not able to come in today and he's able to join us tomorrow, I would love to schedule time for him to be able to tell us a little bit more about what happened, what he's able to disclose to us, because I know that sometimes in some cases we're not privy to all the details. But uh, whatever he's able to share with us, I would appreciate him doing that. So for those of us who are not familiar um, or just have a little bit of an insight into the whole situation, we can be brought up to speed and made aware, right? Yes, I'll, I'll reach out to him and let him know. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it, Javette. Um, on Saturday, a teen boy was shot in the head in Philadelphia and is currently in critical condition. Police believe the shooting was an accident. However, Elijah Simmons, 19, and Carissa McFarland, 32, have been arrested. According to KYWTV, Simmons and McFarland were charged with aggravated assault and reckless endangerment. Though it has not been confirmed, Fox News reported that the shooting might have been linked to a carjacking that coincided. The 13-year-old was shot in the 2200 block of North Woodstock Street. According to police, he was outside with neighbors when he went into a nearby residence to get his jacket. When he did not return, his brother went into the house to look for him, but found him lifeless in the hallway with a gunshot wound to the head. We're losing too many children. Too many children are being lost carelessly, unnecessarily. Former Idaho state lawmaker Aaron Von Ellinger was convicted on Friday of raping a state legislative intern last year. Ellinger, 39, was found guilty in an Ada County court on the rape charge and was acquitted of a charge of forcible penetration by use of a foreign object, court documents show. The victim who was 19 years old at the time, was interning for a different lawmaker. The victim accused Ellinger, who was a 38-year-old Republican state representative at the time, of engaging in non-consensual sexual acts with her in March 2021 after he took her to dinner, CNN reported. The representatives resigned after a state house committee listened to the intern's allegations and unanimously recommended that Von Ellinger be censored and stripped of his duties he was also charged in the case in late 2021 the victim was on the witness stand during the trial but she left the courtroom while giving details about the assault it was a human reaction i think when she ran from the room 
Caitlin Farley, ADA Ada County's uh, Deputy Prosecuting Attorney, said while speaking at a news conference on Friday, I don't think anybody could have had a or not have had a human reaction. Ada County Prosecutor Jan Bennett said Von Ellinger's conviction helps to send a message that victims can be believed and that it is important to reduce barriers for victims in coming forward. Didn't I just say this um, earlier when talking about that case? Yeah, the situation rather. Von Ellinger claims the sexual encounter was, cons- was consensual. What do you expect? John Cox, who was an attorney for him, did not comment on the case. A sentencing hearing for Von Ellinger is scheduled for July 28, and he faces a maximum of life in prison for rape under Idaho state law. Von Ellinger first took place in June 2020, first took office, sorry, in June 2020 after being appointed by Idaho's governor. One more victory for us. 39 years old. Well, he was 38 at the time. 19 years old. They always say it's consensual. And I'm sure there are more examples to be had. I like, um, (laughs) I need to have some amount of compassion in me. I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I know. But Idaho, you can face a maximum of life in prison for rape as long as the rape is um, proven and you are guilty. Yeah, you can face life in prison. Good for you, Idaho. Let this be a message. You cannot keep doing this to women. And I'm glad they decided to listen to her and that they believed her. Can you imagine how many other women he has probably done this to or tried it with? Because I don't believe it's a one-time thing when they, they keep getting away. Take you out to dinner. Let me ask a question. Why do, and I'm not attacking men this morning. And men, I don't want you to feel that you're under the attack. But it's, it's just that stemming from the article read earlier as it relates to Roe versus Wade and where we are right now and the, the, the leaked documents and so on and so forth. And as I'm reading this story where he took her to dinner, Is it a rule, is it in the handbook, in the playbook, that if a woman is taken out to dinner, she's obligated to sleep with you? Grand rising, grand rising. Good morning, Apple. No, but I'm fired up on that. Just because you bring out somebody, a female, to dinner, or you invite a female to your home or if you anything monetary anything at all you give her flowers you buy a gift whatever it is it doesn't it doesn't give you the right to say oh you come on my yard I'm gonna buy you this I'm gonna bring you out so that means that you owe me some front no so I'm gonna fire up on that left right and center you see me I say lava bun you see me I say lightning and thunder everything on it cause that wrong you see me I say and if you continue have them type of mindset as a man, you go just cause he's just a, a, a damn 
serial rapist in your mind until you start to do it physically. You see me, I say it's illegal to do them things physically. And as I say, the punishment should be harsh. You see me, the punishment should be harsh. No, me, no. And again, if the woman not give no form of consent, yo, brother, keep your, 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 your thing in your pants, keep it on to yourself. You see me, I say. So, but burn a fire upon that left, right, and center. Now, with the article we that read this morning, I'm not be honest with you, we have touched on some very good points, straight up. But what about some of them women that were just feel like, say, yo, she want her womb become a graveyard every time she get consent to having sex and she get pregnant and she uh, and just because she get pregnant, she run, go do, go get rid of the, the, um, the life inside her. You see me, I say? You have woman who stays so. I know that for a fuck. You have woman who stays Every time they get pregnant, more time the man I say, yo, don't kill the youth. You don't want the youth, give me the youth. Me do what I need for do. You see me, I say? But them not get the man that decision there. If you say, all right, then. Since they want you, me don't want you. But since you want you, and you are the father, take care of the youth. No, them run. Go, go, go get rid of the youth. But know that fear. Fuck, that's what I can't talk on it. You see me, I say, and even my wife that you had a discussion this morning, and she know that fear. Fuck, say, you have some woman where turn them home in a graveyard. As soon as them, them get them legs open, yeah, them get it, the, 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 the permission, say, yeah, man, come for it. See it here. We do a thing. And as soon as them hear, so them get pregnant, them run, gone, get rid of the youth. You see me, I say, but, the universe have a place for them. You see me, the university deal with them. But for the one them where I go around and I rape people and uh, incest and medical, yeah, we can definitely see with that. Because if, if you get pregnant, it will become a medical issue where the, the, some strain upon the, 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 the mother and the, the, uh, uh, the mother might end up dying or both the mother and the child are going to end up dying. You see me, I say, then by all means, you have to do what you have to do. The doctor needs to step in place and, you know what I mean, and get rid of, um, that's what I said, get rid of, but, yeah, um, solve that problem then. You see me, I said? So, oh, again, we we'll go to rape. Yo, brother, life in a prison, if I saw be the case. You see me, I said? Because I, I, I even said, oh, you see me, worse with us, because 12 year old or 9 year old, any years, I'm not that fuck. I not support it. You see me, again, my bonfire upon it, left, right, and center, lava. You see me, I say? But for the woman, them who are go, who willingly have sex and willingly get pregnant, and then you go run for go kill the, 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 the baby or the child or the fetus, whatever they want to call it, are still alive and you get rid of it. You see me, when you give the consent for of it, and you know, say so you're going to get pregnant. You see me, and then. Just because you don't want to take up that responsibility or you feel like say it might stop your shine, you, you, the first thing you do, I go find one doctor for, or whoever to for, for, for get rid of child. You have a bonfire upon you just the same as what the man where got the rape and all them. A bonfire, lava, lightning and thunder upon you. Know, and the universe I got to deal with you. Know, and what the universe deal with them harshly. You see me? So I don't have to step on that still. You see me, I say, but again, to, for your answer just now, no, me not support that something there. No, me, no. Just become a buy or something, or you, you come on my yard, or whatever, yo. No means no. I would not force nothing upon no woman. No woman is supposed to force nothing upon no man either, because them feel like, say, yo, man can't get raped. And if I report it, the first thing they want to ask, do you have an erection? 
Yes. Well, you don't get raped then because you have an erection, which I never understand it. We're younger, me immature, me used to laugh about it. And we get older, I say, oh, but man, you know, it's a real thing I'm talking. A man can actually get raped by a woman. You see me? So all of them suck me there. So anybody who forced nothing upon nobody, yo, bonfire power and forget dealt with by the law and the universe. Thank you, Afo. We'll take one more comment and then we'll keep it moving. Okay, mor morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, James. Yeah, yeah. My 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 thing with 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 the the Roe v. Wave um thing. It's I don't know why they're digging up back like old stuff because that that's been passed decades ago, and you know from like a male perspective, like this issue like is is so deep. You know, it's not if it was like you know women going out having fun, having unprotected sex, get pregnant, do abortion. Um, that's one issue, but you know, there's rape, you know, there's, there's with technology, with, with, with the advancing medical technology nowadays, like, you know, like you, you can, as a woman, you, you can, you get pregnant, you can go to the doctor and you can, they can tell you if you, you know, something is wrong with your pregnancy, like in terms of like, I know the technology is advanced where they, where they can tell you like, if the, 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 the fetus is going to um, have issue like Down syndrome and um, some type of like autism or, or, or stuff deeper than that. Right. Where you can have the choice to say like, okay, do I want to bring a child in the world that's not going to be able to function and stuff like that. And I believe like if you're going to tell, because like I've seen um women with, with, with like especially a single mom with, with, with like kids with like simple like PTSD or, or like not not PTSD um what's that thing uh, um that the, the child just get rambunctious and just all over the place. I don't remember what, what the term is. And they can hardly keep up. And when you see like you know autism and stuff like that, that that's for, for, for a single parent or even for, for, for two parents that that's a lot of stuff. So for me, I believe that the same way, like, I believe that, like, you know, blacks need to take um, control of, of our, you know, life and, 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 and some of the decisions that's made, like, we have to make those decisions. I believe that it just don't look, I remember a picture, image that they were showing when they were signing an abortion thing. And it was like about a dozen white men in a room over paper signing stuff. And I'm like... You know, like if it's if they're gonna say like, okay, let there's so many women politicians, let them deal with that, and and men just you know stand one side and look at them, and they can fight the pros and the cons and and whatever decision you know you live with it. But to see men making decisions for women, you know, in terms of your health, your life, and all of that, it it just yeah, it, it's it's just too much, and and the whole issue with with the 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 other issue, I think it's it's how we're socialized, where, you know, men are guilty of it, women are guilty of it. Like, you know, like some women will say, like, you know, I'm going to go to the man and burn him pocket and I'm not going to give him nothing. And you have some men socialized that, you know, once you start spending money on a woman, that means you need to, to, to be, like, sexually active with her. And we don't think that we're about because men will go to them bridging and spend like thousands of dollars and buy <laughs> drinks and stuff like that. But they're not looking for nothing from the bridging, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's just the way we're socialized. And it's, 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 it's ridiculous. 
it's ridiculous. But it's you know that's so that's society for you. Yeah. Socializing. How are we raising our future men and women? Are we telling our daughters to burn out a man pocket? Are we telling our sons, if you buy a burger, you better get something from her? Is that what we're teaching our children? We have the opportunity. We are able to turn the tide. If that is something that was being taught before, we can stop it. We can stop it. We don't have to... I don't think it's something that's taught, though, um, moments. I think it's just society has influenced people. Um, music, film, you know, you have sung lyrics with kind of like, you know, either big up that kind of way of living or either, you know, criticise it. But either way, it's become like a... It's become a social norm now. Like, everything is transactional. It's like... And and people have a sense of entitlement now. So if they make a transaction, they feel like you know they they, they feel like they've made a transaction, so they forget yeah. something in return. Yeah. When not Nagosa, you know what I mean. Cons as I said in the chat, consent is everything, and nobody for have no sense of entitlement to nobody's body. Exactly. You know, as you're saying that, you, that, you know what song came in my head, and I know it's a song we sing and we dance to. Um, Bojo, is it Bojo? I forget about the girl, even by gunfight. Mm. Yo, there's quite a few songs that yeah. if we really check the lyrics now in this uh, Me yeah. Too PC era now, we really have to kind of... Yeah, you're like... Look on them twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the two names, what was it? Bonim... Take with the house and Kiara. Yes, and, and, yes. You know, all them kind of things, yes. like being up the kind of gravelicious kind of money-grabbing kind yeah. of attitude too. So there's both sides of the coin, and we really need to fix up as a people, we really. To really refocus the moral compass. And like James was saying, you know, make better decisions, man. What, what's Super you know, Cat's song? Um, Siboops there. Yeah, but that's a bit more of a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what I mean, right? There are a lot of songs that are promoting things that are wrong, really and truly, when we listen to it. The body of a yeah, you have the You have the part two for Supercat. You have Pam Hall, Dear Boopsy. Yep, that's true. <laughs> the body of a missing 15-year-old boy has been recovered after he was swept away trying to save his girlfriend last month. And Kevin Poole and two other girls had been missing since they were pulled underwater in the Mississippi River near Crescent Park in New Orleans on May 23rd. And remember, we spoke about this, but we didn't have enough information. Well, here comes some light being shed on the situation. His family confirmed that the teen's body was recovered around 11.15 a.m. and he was later identified by the Orleans Parish Coroner's Office. Poole was out with his 14-year-old girlfriend, Brandy Wilson, her 8-year-old sister, Allie Wilson, and their 5-year-old brother when Brandy slipped on a piling and fell into the river. Both Poole and Allie jumped into the ripping current to help Brandy, but they too were pulled underwater. The two sisters have not been seen since. The 5-year-old ran to get help, the outlet said. According to the girl's father, that was the first time they had been allowed to leave the house alone. The Coast Guard searched 93 miles of the river before it was suspended. 
The New Orleans Police Department and private dive businesses have continued searching for the children. That is so sad. Um, Beyond son, yo, judge up. Beyond son. That's hard. First time I left the house and watched it. Why, judge up? Slip and fall. Yeah. It, it, um, um, so we'll come to our next room piece. Oh, shit. No, my, my, my thing is, this is an opportunity for um, them to put some type of barrier, probably, at different points, especially points that um, people have access to, so that this doesn't happen to anyone else going forward. And, you know, it's natural human instinct. We see something happening to someone, we want to jump in to save their lives, right? And, unfortunately, this is what happened, you know, yeah, may their souls rest in peace. The Associated Press is reporting out of Columbus, Ohio. Best-selling author J.D. Vance, anybody familiar with him, has won Ohio's contentious and hyper-competitive GOP Senate primary, buoyed by Donald Trump's endorsement, in a race widely seen as an early test of the former president's hold on his party as the midterm season kicks into high gear. Vance's win brings to a close an exceptionally bitter and expensive primary contest that, at one point, saw two candidates nearly come to blows on a debate stage. And it marks a victory, major victory for Trump, who has staked his reputation as a GOP kingmaker on his ability to pull his chosen candidates across the finish line. Vance had been behind in the polls before Trump waded into the race less than three weeks ago, endorsing the hillbilly elegy author and venture capitalist despite Vance's history as a staunch Trump critic. Vance has since said he was wrong and like most of his rivals tied himself to the former president eagerly courting his endorsement and running on his America first platform underscoring the extent to which the GOP has transformed in his image. Vance will face Democrat Tim Ryan, the 10-term Democrat congressman, who easily won his three-way primary Tuesday night. But November's general election to fill the seat being vacated by retiring Republican Senator Rob Portman is expected to be an uphill climb for Ryan in a state Trump won twice by an eight-point margin. And in what is expected to be a brutal election year for Democrats trying to hold their congressional majorities. Tuesday marks the first multi-state contest of the 2022 campaign and comes the day after the leak of a draft U.S. Supreme Court opinion that suggests the court could be poised to overturn the 1973 landmark Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. Such a decision could have a dramatic impact on the course of the midterms when control of Congress, governors, mansions, and key election offices are at stake. Okay. So, looks as though Trump has some kind of power. <laughs> he has the magic dust. <laughs> he gets behind you, rallies for you, and you cross the line. Okay, all right, come in. <laughs> we do have more stories coming up shortly, but before that, whoops. here's what we need to look out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune in to Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 
5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and on Clubhouse in the QMZ Radio Club. It's music, news, and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sanat, Rose Solo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com and on Clubhouse in the Rosolo Show Club. Next Tuesday, Rosolo speaks with Janice Laws Robinson, candidate for Georgia Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. Tune in to Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and Freestyle Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mixmaster Kevon on JanoRadio.com. Saturdays, 4 to 7 Eastern, it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple, and he returns Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m., with Big People Sunday. Coming up after JC Launch to Love Somebody, we have Business and Tech News, health and science news and of course our music playlist for hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday is courtesy of javet Javet, you make me feel like I want to sing. Go for it. <laughs> Bless the errors of the listeners, right? Not sing, but I love her voice. I'll let her do it. Go ahead, JC Lodge.
that was the beautiful JC Lodge to love somebody. And now it is time for business news. I don't know why I keep saying business news when it's business and tech news. Oh, here we go. China regulator says 14,684 Teslas have been recalled because they pose a crash risk. And this story is coming to us courtesy of the Associated Press out of Beijing. Tesla has recalled 14,684 Model 3S due to a software glitch that could cause collisions. China's market regulator said this on Friday in its second recall in the country this month. The state administration for market regulation said the recall affects both imported vehicles and those made in China. The cars being recalled don't display the units such as miles or kilometers per hour for their speed when in track mode, which in extreme cases could lead to collisions. Earlier in April, the administration said Tesla was recalling 127,785 Model 3S due to potential problems with semiconductors that also could cause accidents. This latest recall affects 1,850 imported Model 3S and 12,834 of the same model made in China, manufactured from January 12, 2019 to March 25, 2022. Energy Chief Grand Home touts $3 billion plan to boost EV batteries. Continuing in its push to dramatically boost sales of electric vehicles, the Biden administration on Monday announced a $3.1 billion purse in funding to U.S. companies that make, it, make and recycle lithium-ion batteries. The investments from last year's $1 trillion infrastructure law are separate from an executive order President Joe Biden issued this spring, invoking the, De- the Defense Production Act Boost Production of lithium and other critical minerals used to power electric vehicles. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said the new program will offer grants to companies that process or recycle battery components to increase domestic supplies of a market now dominated by China and other countries. The grants will help strengthen U.S. energy independence and support Biden's goal to have electric vehicles make up half of all vehicle sales in America by 2030. Electric vehicles accounted for 4.2% of U.S. new vehicle sales in the first quarter of this year, and this is according to Edmunds.com. Granholm, a former Michigan governor, announced the battery initiative during a visit to her home state to highlight clean energy provisions in the bipartisan infrastructure law Biden signed back in November. The grant program will give our domestic supply chain the jolt it needs to become more secure and less reliant on other nations while creating good-paying jobs and reducing planet-warming greenhouse gas emissions. The $3 billion, you're asking how will it be dispersed? Well, it will be allocated as grants to as many as 30 companies and represents nearly half of $7 billion that was approved under the infrastructure law to improve the domestic battery supply chain. Companies will be required to match grants on a 50-50 basis with a minimum $50 million investment. The money will go to companies that can create new, retrofitted, or 
expanded processing facilities, as well as battery recycling programs. Okay, so there we have it. $50 million is what you have to have minimum to invest, and it's a 50-50 basis matchup, right? For our other story, um, business and tech out of Tehran, Iran, a member of Iran's syndicate of car parts producers says that Iranian producers have an opportunity to export their wares to a Russian manufacturer. The late Monday report quoted Hossein Baranian as saying a prominent Russian car maker requested parts from Iran. He did not name the manufacturer. He said it requested brake parts, airbags, air conditioner parts, and other components. Both Iran and Russia are under U.S. sanctions, but the export of Iranian cars and car parts is not subject to sanctions. The import of automobiles to Iran is also not subject to sanctions, in case you're wondering. However, Tehran has not imported cars since 2018 after the U.S. withdrew from a nuclear deal between Iran and world powers and imposed oil and banking sanctions on Iran. I didn't know that they manufactured car parts in Iran. That's good. Good for them. Of course, U.S. is not the only market. You can market your products to so many other countries, right? With, an, with nearly a million cars made in 2021, Iran's auto industry has long enjoyed a vast domestic market due to the monopoly that government factories have in the nation, which has a population of 84 million. Wow. I need to look them up and see exactly what, what those vehicles look like. I won't tell you what's going through my head in terms of how I'm imagining the vehicles. Well, I'll tell you. I think they just look like little boxes with wheels on them. Forgive me. I know I'm wrong for thinking like that. You know, I don't know. Guess when you're accustomed to German manufacturing being um, all over the place and you're accustomed to the Chinese manufacturers, Japanese manufacturers. Yeah. Shame on you moment. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, other countries, other countries produce world class things. Moments, you, you know, you know what what the what people don't realize. What's been going on for the past, like I would say, like forty to fifty years. You know, especially coming out of like World War Two, and you know, like with with America, with Europe, mm -hmm. the way how they set up the economy um, is to make better for like what you'd call like. Uh, economical warfare yep so mm -hmm. they believe that instead of like dropping bombs and stuff like that they can stifle they, they can hold like a lot of economies hostages yeah and you you see that you see that even of late with 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 the the, the covid vaccine yep yeah yeah remember like all the vaccines that that have been approved by the the world health are from white countries you know that you know you, you don't hear of people dropping dropping um in cuba and, and dying from their vaccine and they i think they're the only one in the world that they, they have like one of the vaccine that that's administrated by um they have different ways that they administrate their vaccine mm -hmm. so it's not like by by injection only mm -hmm. okay. because 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 um america um situate that they could not get um the needles so they had to find other ways to to de develop vaccine that you didn't have to use needles um to 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 inject right. so other yeah so other countries and that's why you see like places like africa 
and 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 places like um the the whole continent of Africa, like you have like Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. These countries have been held hostage. So what these countries end up doing now are have become like sweatshops for 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 North America and Europe. Everything that we wear is made in in those countries. Only China was the only, China is the only one that could step up because China China is like you know they are a nuclear force so america can't mess with them but all of these you know sri lanka bangladesh like all these countries in africa that have become like sweatshops they have the capability but um, uh, uh, america europe have like it's almost like a, a invisible embargo right where they're not allowed to 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 develop to their full potential mm -hmm. like just imagine even even canada canada mexico we are like america's like you know brother and sister, and America still see to it that Canada cannot develop nuclear weapons, even though we're like family. Really? I was yeah. not aware of that, James. Yep. Thank you for yes. bringing that to my attention. Yep. I honestly um, was not aware of that. Yeah, I thought Canada, Canada was free to do what Canada wanted no, to do. Nope. Nope. Since, because remember, you know, like the, the war of 1812, like it's still, still in the history books between America and Canada. So mm. they don't want Canada, like, even though we're neighbors, even though brothers and sisters are, are whatever, they don't want, because Canada have capability. That, that There's a lot of nuclear plant um, close, to where, close to where I am, like energy um, plant that mm -hmm. they use for, for energy. Yeah. But they, ca they cannot take the next step to develop weapons. You know, like, even some of the fighter jets and stuff like that, like America situated that Canada can't go over a certain amount of like fighter jets and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's it, it's like an economical warfare type of thing. And I know because they control everything. Just look at it. Like the countries that control the world, they control outer space, they control everything. So China, Russia, and America. Just look at it. The, the three countries that, that have the satellites outer space that have everything um, that, the, the, you know, you, you need them. And that's why people, you, do, what's going on in Ukraine now, mm -hmm. it was set up like that. If, if, if Europe, if Europe um, gets hurt, the country have to feel it. If America gets hurt, the country have to, the, the, the world, sorry, the world have to feel it. The world is not feeling any pain if anything goes, in, goes on in Africa. The world is not feeling any pain if anything goes on in, in Southeast Asia or whatever. Like, but if anything happens in, in Europe or America, the world should feel it. And that's why you see them pushing this um, narrative now about shortage of food. How, how, can, how can the world be so big? And because two countries are going at, at war, no, we are going to have a, a shortage of food worldwide. They set yeah. it up like that. It's strategic. You know what it is? It boils down to economic dictatorship. That's what it is. It's a form of dictatorship. If we're going to tell you that you can only do this, you can't do that, you have to abide by our rules or face the music. It's a form of dictatorship. Yeah, and, and that's why nobody cares about other wars because... The news don't cover it, and you don't feel a pinch. This is like the first. This is like the first war, apart from um, in Afghanistan and Iraq, 
with oil. Mm -hmm. But this is like the first war in our lifetime that we're going to be told now that you're talking about the eggs the other day. Right. You're talking about other stuff. Like how, how does like a war affect eggs? How does a <laughs> war affect, you know? Because they want us to feel it. They're like, if, if, if we feel it, you bet you best believe that you are going to have to feel it too so so you can support this war yeah we're going to make you feel it and that's what's happening wow well, um moments yes yes Apple. Uh, james um wife showed me something last night well you know Marie, i haven't really get a chance to look into it like that still she's the one who was looking into it mm -hmm. uh, she says thought it was fake but she looked into it and it wasn't uh, what, how many four so within the, the last month, four food distribution places here in the U.S. have went up in flames. Within the last four months, it's 20. And within the last four months, it's 20. Can you send me the um, link, so Apple? Send, oh, definitely. Send me the link you and know? I'll take a so look at it. Everybody please. who's up on the radar in the room, not getting out. Oh my goodness, I'm panicking as yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look into it some more so I'll, you know you can't take the time i look into it myself but we're gonna send the, the the article to you guys and can look into it some more for yourself you know what i mean I didn't even know because her. i again um kind of doze off your sleep when she, she tell about it so <laughs> you weren't alert enough to, to grasp yeah, what man. she was saying so yeah yeah please send Yo, it over send to me you guys and then um when i can do the look into it as well you know what i mean all right thank you so much apple Good morning, moment. Good morning, Javette. Yeah, go right ahead, Javette. I don't know if you see that Chief is in the room. Oh, I didn't notice. Well, no, I did notice, but I forgot because I was about to move on to something. Chief, how are you? Welcome to Coffee and Toe. I asked Javette um, to reach out to you because I was in the room when you were talking last week about going to court on Monday, and I did read an article earlier um, referencing the Tulsa, the Tulsa um, massacre. Please, I would appreciate if you could give us just a little insight. Um, if you can spare five minutes of your time, I'd appreciate it to bring us up to speed with what you are at liberty to, dis to disclose to us. Thank you so much. Welcome. Yes, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, thank you, Moments, uh, and all of your wonderful moderators, Rostolo, Sonnet, and I, I appreciate the, this opportunity. Um, I'm coming down off of a high. I'm kind of exhausted, but I'm going to give you my all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go right ahead. Um, so it's, it's bittersweet, and I'll explain what I mean. Um, the judge granted us a partial dismissal. Let me backtrack a little bit so, so people in the audience know what we're talking about. Okay. So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma period, the state of Oklahoma, most people don't know, Oklahoma almost became the first black, all black state in the union in 1892 because the only people who could own land in Oklahoma were Indians and black people. Okay. Most of those black people became immensely wealthy because um, they were, they came to Oklahoma through the Trail of Tears. They, they, and the, the five civilized tribes that came to Oklahoma brought over 20,000 enslaved Africans with them as their slaves. And so those slaves were freed, those enslaved people were freed in 1866 due to a treaty. So many of them, once they were released, were given land allocations as much as 60, 160 acres per 
family member. So uh, many of those families, they found oil on those lands. So Oklahoma basically became Wakanda and oil was vibranium. It was the, it was the richest and most densely populated black, black state in the union. So it, that developed Tulsa, Oklahoma. All of that wealth of many people, they, they, we basically built a city within a city here. Uh, I'm a descendant of three survivors of the Tulsa massacre. Uh, the massacre was a result of envy, greed, selfishness, and the uh, a land grab. It was about ethnic cleansing, a holocaust, the first bombing on American soil. It wasn't the Oklahoma City Murrow Building. It wasn't the Twin Towers. It was Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the government itself bombed the community of American citizens. So those citizens fought for restitution and reparations. My grandfather who was a survivor, filed a lawsuit. Well, he was part of a, he was a plaintiff in a 2003 lawsuit that was being um, done pro bono by Johnny Cochran, former Johnny Co attorney Johnny Cochran, and uh, Professor Charles Ogletree. They took on the case. They went all the way to the Supreme Court, and it was dismissed because the case had passed the statute of limitation. They had a legitimate case. It was already legitimized through a race riot commission report that they put together in, in uh, 1997 and released in 2001. So we pretty much exhausted all means in 2005. Well, what's, what, you, what I'm going to tell you now is really important to grasp. Many of the articles say it is a reparations lawsuit, right? We were granted reparations, the, the, the right to go forward with a reparations lawsuit. Anybody who knows, once you go to the Supreme Court to, to, you know, to, um, to, you know, go through a court case and the Supreme Court makes a decision, you can't, you can't try that same case again. So what we did is, uh, our attorney, Demario Solomon came up with a brilliant way to address the reparations issue. And it was through a nuisance claim, a public nuisance. The reason he went forward with that claim is because the state of Oklahoma filed a nuisance claim for, open, for the opioid crisis against Johnson & Johnson. They won a $527 million claim, settlement suit. And that settlement, we used that settlement, right? We used that precedent to file our lawsuit. Well, they also, a few months later, after our first hearing last year in October, the Supreme Court reversed that decision. Imagine that. They reversed this decision, and they said that the state of Oklahoma had overstepped their bounds because Johnson & Johnson is a legal product. And you cannot sue in a nuisance claim. I mean, uh, you can't sue in a nuisance claim for a legal product. Well, they thought they had killed our case, but actually it helped our case because we're not talking about a legal product. We're talking about illegal activities where you bombed a, four, um, a 40 block square area in 18 hours using the National Guard, the county sheriffs, and the police department. So we, de we declared that this actually was a public nuisance. And the evidence of that nuisance is still evident today. What's interesting is that every media outlet is defining this as reparations, right? Was, was, was not, let me tell you what's not good about that. It's not good because they don't want every black city in America to go and 
prepare to file a lawsuit under a nuisance claim, right? Because if we win this case and we win this nuisance claim that will bring repair, respect, and restitution, every city in the United States of America where black people have been oppressed, have suffered some form of, uh, uh, whether it's redlining or some other form of oppression like Philadelphia and the bombing in Philadelphia, there will be a serious um, situation occur that will be like a landslide. It'll be a domino effect. And people all over the nation will be able to benefit from this lawsuit. So it's actually bigger than Greenwood, right? But the media is spinning it like it's a reparations bill because they don't want the nation to be aware that, hey, this is really big. This is is extremely big. And it's a loophole to get around the obstacles relative to reparations. So that's pretty, that's pretty much in a, in a yeah, very short so. summary. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much, Chief. But I will say this to you. Congratulations. Yes, I will, you know. Thank you. Even Thank though you. you haven't completed the journey yet. It's just beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I yes. will charge you with this. You're going to have yes. to get busy, you and your team. You're going to have to get busy going throughout the country, making people aware of the truth. And what stands to happen? Because what you're doing, the result of it is going to set the precedence. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the reasons I said it was very sweet is because what the judge did is the judge gave us a partial, uh, uh, gave the well, gave the defendants a partial dismissal. Mm-hmm. What that means is she's going to decide who she's going to omit as a defendant. Mm, okay. Right, because the lawsuit is against the National Guard, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Tulsa Development Authority, the, the Sheriff's Department, and the Police Department, and the City of Tulsa. Those are all of the defendants. Right. You know what I'm learning from this? Never say never. Never lose hope. That's never right. Never lose hope. 101 years later. Yeah, never lose hope because you have three survivors that I spoke about in the article that was read yes. this morning, two of whom Correct. are 107. Let me tell yes. you Yes, one turns 107, 108 on the 10th yeah. of this month. And I hope they live to see the resolve, the resolution. And here's the message Absolutely. that um, should be passed on to many people throughout the world. We have to fight. We cannot lose yes. hope. We cannot give up. Things may look daunting. Things may look impossible. But without one person having the idea and the belief and others joining on and buying into the belief, right? You can't really have the change you want. And I guarantee you you that there is going to be change. It's going to happen. Change is going to happen undoubtedly and they are going to try to find a way (laughs) you know to suppress it or throw it out they're going to find a way and they're going to be relentless with it but what i can say what is to be shall be and i'm happy that you have an attorney and a team that have found a loophole have found a work around and again that speaks to us when something doesn't work one way don't be afraid to regroup and try it another way. There's nothing called impossible. I am so happy for you, Chief, and I would love for you to keep us abreast of what's going on. Keep us up to date. 
because this is so important. I will do. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. You know, and everything you said is, is absolutely correct. And I appreciate all the support, you know, we've gotten worldwide. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's highly emotional. You know, my father passed away the same year they filed in 2003. There were 250 survivors when that happened. And now we only have three. So we want justice before while they live. Yes. You know, he say flowers while you live. We want yes. justice while they live. And may it be sweet. So, yeah. It's may our fight. It's our collective fight. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Just want to say a big shout out. Enough respect. And, you know, just may God bless everything you do. I'm Kells. I'm from the other side of the pond. So we stand in solidarity with you too, man. Thank you. Your thanks. Your thanks. I hope you guys win for real, you know? Long time deserving, you know what I mean? So, hope you guys really win. Thank you, Ethel. Javette, a big thank you for um, coordinating for Chief to be able to come in and speak to us. And this is the first of many conversations that's going to happen, right? Because this is going to be a moment in history that will go down, right? It will not be ignored. It will not be forgotten. <laughs> Even if it can't be taught in schools, it can certainly be taught in our homes. Pass the information on to our children. Because a lot of it, they don't want to face it. They don't want to talk about it. But it's a part of our history. And we have to let our children know where we're coming from. Without our history, we don't know where we are going. Or where we need to go. And what needs to be done. Thanks again, are, Chief. Are who you are. <laughs> exactly. Appreciate you, Chief. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. All the best to you. Thank and of you. course, we will be in contact. Thank you again, Javette. Appreciate you. And our final story for Business and Tech News. Well, Instagram may have a new surprise for users, but those who go by the if it ain't broke, don't fix it saying may be upset to learn that the app is testing a new feature. Full screen vertical home feeds. Yay, I'm on board for that. According to TechCrunch, the feature will make Instagram more similar to TikTok. When Instagram users open the app, they immediately see vertical content that is meant to bring video more front and center. Instagram head Adam Mosseri confirmed the tests on Twitter, saying taller photos and videos would begin appearing in some feeds. An image shared by Instagram shows a home feed that takes up a full screen post with comments, captions, likes, and other features that are placed on top of this post instead of below. Though the stories bar wasn't seen at the top of the screen in the image, Sign Kim, who is a meta spokesperson, said that the view shows the home feed once users began scrolling and that stories will stay at the top of their screen. Search, Reels, shopping and a user's own profile will still be accessible by the buttons at the bottom of the screen notifications messages and new post features will also remain at the top kim added that still images and video posts will be incorporated into the full screen feed as well i'm happy for this and here's why because i create um montages or and you know promo videos and um, e-flyers and so on and so forth. I do that. And you have to go into a third party. Sometimes you just want something really quick to post up and you can't. You have to go into a third party 
create the item there, then bring it or download it, upload it. It's a lot of work. So I appreciate this. I really do. Thank you, um, Instagram. And I'm sure others will appreciate it too. In health and science news, President Joe Biden on Tuesday blasted a radical Supreme Court draft opinion that would that has stood for half a century. <laughs> the court cautioned no final decision had been made, but Biden warned other privacy rights, including same-sex marriage and birth control, are at risk if the justices follow through. Chief Justice John Roberts said he had ordered an investigation into what he called the egregious breach of trust in leaking the draft document. I don't call it that at all. <laughs> I call it fate. What's to happen shall happen. This document was dated back to February. Opinions often change in ways big and small in the drafting process, and a final ruling has not been expected until the end of the court's term in late June or early July. Across the nation, Americans grappled with what might come next. The Democratic-controlled Congress and White House both vowed to try to blunt the impact of such a ruling, but their prospects looked dim. A decision to overrule Roe would have sweeping ramifications leading to abortion bans in roughly half the state, sparking new efforts in Democrat-leaning states to protect access to abortion and potentially reshape the contours of this year's hotly contested midterm elections. Now, remember when I read the article earlier and I said, of course, more things are going to come? And it's where... I don't know if it's weird, but I'm going to use the word weird, that Joe Biden is mentioning birth control at risk. Interesting, isn't it? So if he's saying it, clearly in my mind, it's something that's on the table. It's something that they're talking about. Maybe a little hush-hush right now. How can we get rid of um, birth control? Need to get rid of birth control. Hmm. It's just a conservative. Um, sorry, it's just a conservative agenda. Um, the white race is fearful of. They're not doing this for blacks or any other other minorities. The white race is fearful of um, becoming extinct or becoming a minority. So they believe if white women are forced to have kids or more kids and can't have abortion. It, it's really that the psyche. Then we think it's about black people or minorities. It's more, it's really aimed at um, them being able to populate the United States more with more white people. i tell you something, O'Neill. I never looked at it as being a black or minority issue. I looked at it as a woman period issue. You know what I mean? No, it is. It is because it's going to affect every woman. But I'm also saying the whole, it starts with abortion, then it goes to child, um, to, to birth control and other stuff because it's really a conservative agenda because in their head, um, the moment they get abortion struck down, if they do, for example, and they get birth control struck down, they're going to find ways to kill black people and to kill minorities. Trust me, mm. <laughs> because the, the aim is to the aim is to grow the white population or keep it or maintain majority. You know, that's their aim. Moments. What did I send? You remember the thing that I sent you last night? Moments. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yes. the brothers touch on the same thing that 
only said just now and we touch upon it not only not this group but other group it's it's all trust me they might do they might do things for them it's not really for my um black people uh, mostly for them remember these are the people at top these are the same people who are talking about population growth you know and then at the same time these again these are the same people who put certain things in a certain neighborhood you know in a yeah you know the black neighborhood we're just talking you see me for, 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 for black women and brown women forgot and easily get rid of a child or whatever it is you see me i say these are the same people these are the same people behind closed door where leak where well it wasn't leak it, it was supposed to be a, a private meeting however it reached for the internet and people have that now and i sent it to you guys before you know what i mean in this group and other group where jim crow joe i said the white population are going to be the, um, the minority and the hispanic population are going to be the majority and america is going to be doomed not only because of black people and all that other nonsense I taught them something a long time and I just know Others have taught this thing a long time and I just know See, this politician here France I say, oh, Af um, France is becoming African uh, What? Af Africanized? Yeah, Africanized And they need to do something about it If they don't, um, in the future Them, them culture are gone and it's going to be uh, Africanized Like, you see what I say? No yeah, them really yeah. them time I run out, them do a census and say yo, them numbers are drop. I years now, Miss Marina, me, 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 me see something with them and yeah, say them numbers I, are drop. I know we have spoken about it in here a lot. I know you have brought it up and I know it's of major concern. Coming up after the music break, we have sports news, Caribbean Corner, and news out of Latin America. But before that, here is JC Lodge. Someone whoops, no, no, uh, someone loves you, honey.
Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, you are tuned in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Circles, you familiar with that version of Someone Loves You, honey? Yo, big up man like George Nooks, a.k.a. Prince Mohammed, you get me? Long time yeah. you don't hear that version, that. right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know, there's actually a music, like, there's actually a music video for it as well. For that version? Okay, now I have to go, yeah. to, um, go on YouTube and look that up. Yeah. yeah, man, look it up, man. The beautiful voice of JC Lodge, who is one of our wcw artists for today and our wcw artists were selected by javette she sent in her request from last week so if you have anything that you any artist you want to request um please feel free send it in you're the listeners right and i have to keep you entertained um we're we featured patra earlier jc lodge now and then coming up don penn and now it is time for sports news the Federation Internationale de Football Association FIFA has ordered African champions Senegal and Nigeria to play one match behind closed doors after crowd disorder during last month's 2022 World Cup playoffs. Fans shone laser pointers at Egypt star Mohamed Salah as he missed in the penalty shootout won by Senegal in the second leg in Dakar. Senegal was fined 175,000 Swiss francs, which is the equivalent of 180,000 U.S., over several incidents, including a pitch invasion, an offensive banner, and for failing to ensure that law and order are maintained in the stadium. The ruling body issued a raft of sanctions worldwide after studying dozens of cases from World Cup qualifying games played since the start of the year. Nigeria was given a one-game stadium closure and fined 150,000 Swiss francs, which is the equivalent of 153,000 U.S. This after fans invaded the pitch in Abuja following their playoff defeat by Ghana. The Democratic Republic of the Congo and Lebanon received similar punishments following disturbances at games against Morocco and Syria, respectively. But... We were talking the other day about sports, um, specifically the NBA, when we were talking about what was the player's name who was fined because he retaliated, you know, he clapped back at the people in the stands. But with football games, and I remember, or soccer games, as it's more commonly referred to here in the States, um, crowds are rowdy, aren't they? For the most part. They get out of hand, don't they? Run up and down on the field, on the sidelines, taking off their clothes, throwing things. This is what crowds do. I thought it came yeah, with so the territory. Yeah, soccer is like a life or death sport. Like, people get killed for that stuff. Yes. Let's not talk about the Mexicans and the Colombians. They don't play. Let's not talk about England. Oh, for real. <laughs> It's an unruly sport. Well, the fans are unruly, and that's how it has been since I was a child, if memory serves me well. But I guess the, um, what you might call it, the FIFA, is not condoning it as it relates to World Cup playoffs. 
They're saying, no, 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 no. But why are you going to charge the teams for the misconduct of the, the fans? Why? You can't, the team has no control over the fan. You can tell the fans, hey, these are the guidelines, these are the rules, blase, blase. But when fans get caught up in the heat of the moment, you can't control them. And it's like a ripple effect. It just takes one person to start. Kind of like the Mexican hand um, wave that goes all around. Oh, by the way, tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, folks. What are you drinking? Tequila? Yeah, but you can't really control them like that. I don't know. But they're saying a game behind closed doors plus pay the fines. I think what that will do is uh, it will increase the rates for them to go for um, people to go to the stadium. And then if the if the club owners are, are smart enough, they will tell them that your rates are going up because y'all can't behave. If you can't behave, you can't come to the stadium. You can't afford these tickets anymore. But do that you think that will stop them? them? <laughs> you think I that will stop them? <laughs> It may get some people to think about it, or they may True. they may stay home and, and be as aggressive in their couch as they're in front of TV. Break their TV. Don't break the stadium. Yeah, yeah, but moments there have been time there have been times where where clubs that are more responsible like actually stop stop games before it gets out of control. Okay. So so there are ways, and and there are a few cases where there's this. I don't remember which player it was, um, mm -hmm. an African player, and they were chanting like monkey, monkey. Uh huh. And then his European teammates um, um, decide that they're going to walk off and they're not going to finish a game. Okay. So there, there are ways. There yeah, are there ways, are ways to, to do it. Yeah. Okay, so I must not condone the rowdy behavior. Okay, moments. Get it together. Do not condone it. Don't endorse it. Don't think it's okay. They will have to change. The State Department has now classified WNBA star Brittany Griner as wrongfully detained in Russia and her case is being handled by the Office of the U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs. Roger Carstens, a State Department official, confirmed this to CNN on Tuesday. The SPIHA office leads and coordinates the government's diplomatic efforts aimed at securing the release of Americans wrongfully detained abroad. And the shift to their office means more flexibility in efforts to negotiate her freedom as they do not necessarily have to wait for Russian legal proceedings to play out. Karsten and his team played a major role in securing the release of U.S. citizen and Marine veteran Trevor Reed from Russia last week. White House Press Secretary Jan, Jan Saki said on Tuesday, the decision to classify Griner as wrongfully detained was made in coordination with the hostage, with the hostage negotiator and the State Department. Griner's agent, Lindsay Kagawa-Cola, said in a statement, Britney has been detained for 75 days now. And our expectation is that the White House will do whatever is necessary to bring her home. A WNBA spokesperson said the league views Tuesday's news as a positive development and a next step to getting her home. Good. Hopefully they're About successful. Time. Yeah. You know, she's 6'9" center lead to the mercury and wnba finals yeah where phoenix lost the chicago sky in four games russian authorities did not immediately respond to cnn's request for comment on the state department's new classification of the granite case but here's something that's good though 
Um, on Tuesday, the WNBA said it will honor Griner, a seven-time All-Star, during the 2022 season with her initials and jersey number 42. Along the sidelines of all 12 home courts, Griner will also be paid her full WNBA salary, the league said. Good for you, Griner. And I hope they expedite this. You know, get her home. Get her, get her back home. And now it is time for... Caribbean Corridor. Bahamians urged to prepare for hurricane season. Bahamians have been urged to prepare for an above-average hurricane season that begins on June 1 and that they should begin their preparations to lessen the risks of death and damage. Minister of State in the Office of the Prime Minister with Responsibility for Disaster Preparedness, Management and Reconstruction, Miles Laroda said, this year marks the seventh consecutive above-average hurricane season, which underscores the importance of ongoing emergency preparedness. Weather experts have also observed a pattern in recent years with systems developing before June 1st. This means that residents would be wise to review their hurricane plans and begin seasonal preparations early. Residents are encouraged to be ready and to stay ready no matter the forecast. More frequent busy seasons should remind us all that it only takes one storm to have a very serious impact to our shores. We are all aware of the impact Hurricane Dorian had. We remember that one. It was devastating. It stayed over um, Bahamas for how many hours? It was more than a day. It just sat there, would not move. I felt it for them. We have family in the Bahamas. Thankfully, they were not um, impacted. Um, But yeah, a lot of people suffered from that. So hopefully there will be um, preparations to mitigate damage as much as possible on to jamaica school for the blind gets literary boost from ncb foundation before i read this article i don't know if you've been checking out the um photos from the book industry association of jamaica and the grassroots um community foundation.org on instagram they are working they're getting the books into the hands of students and it's so delightful to see the pictures um today's day three that they're out and about um Moving across the island, you know, you, it's just a joy. I really feel good about it. And I have to say thank you again. Good opportunity for me to say thank you to everyone who helped us, helped the Grassroots Community Foundation, helped Kev Rock raise the funds um, because he was the ambassador for the parish of St. Thomas. Um, for everyone who came to the um, last hurrah race a thon with naturalist and Kev Rock. It was a vibe, of course. Thank you to Geno Radio. Thank you to Viscosity Blend and QMZ Radio. Um, yeah, it was aired live and, you know, at different points throughout the program. We, we had fun, all for a good cause. Didn't hit the $30,000 goal, but we came pretty close. So I know next year is going to be bigger and better. So on to the story. Though prepared to engage the students in an exciting reading session, the members of the NCB Foundation were amazed when grade 7 student Elyria Bent from the Salvation Army School for the Blind offered to read to them in Braille. 
Known as the sole education provider for blind and visually impaired children in Jamaica, the School for the Blind is in dire need of Braille machines to teach its students how to read. With a $100,000 check in hand, the manager for the Constant Spring Financial Center, Maxine McKenzie, surprised the school's grade 2 students with an animated rendition of the Happiness Dress, written by Jamaican author Diane Brown. We are extremely delighted that the NCB Foundation thought of us for their Read Across Jamaica Day initiative. And of course, Read Across Jamaica Day was yesterday, but Read Across Jamaica Week continues throughout until Friday. This donation will go a long way in acquiring Braille machines that are in short supply at the school, said uh, Shireen Gordon-White, who is the vice principal. Good job. You know, I'm sure there are other companies who have stepped up and if they haven't i'm sure they will be encouraged to do so our final story out of the caribbean corner we go down to trinidad and tobago reports of abuse at children's homes leaves minister heartbroken minister of state in the office of the prime minister with responsibility for gender and child affairs ayana webster roy says she is heartbroken after an independent investigation into children's homes found a number of irregularities the report by a cabinet-appointed team chaired by a retired appeal court judge, Judith Jones, found that among the irregularities were children at some of these residences being subjected to secret trips with unapproved adults, transactions involving narcotics for sex, gang rape initiations, and former residents living at the homes of staff members. The report was laid in the Parliament late last Friday, and in a statement, Webster Roy said, As a mother, I am heartbroken that abuses were reported in facilities vested with the charge to care and protect the nation's children. According to the Jones Report, the existing legislation facilitates the unequal treatment of children in community residences and also found an unwillingness to enforce licensing requirements for children's homes. Okay, Trinidad and Tobago, you have a lot of work to do. This should not be happening. I, James, you wanted to go ahead and say something. I noticed your mic. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry. No. Um, is it is it possible for me to to do an update of one of the story that we had yesterday about the the incident in Jamaica with the the, the cop dying? Oh yeah, sure. Highway? Give me one second, and I'll let you go right ahead with it. All right. As a matter of fact, you know something? Go now because up next is Latin America. So since we're in Caribbean corner, go right ahead, James. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so 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 from from nationwide, um, the the CEO for the the high, highway, um, uh -huh. reported ye yesterday that um, actually there are um, police officers. There are like forty police vehicles that are allowed to go on the highway. Like they 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 were like equipped with like one of those um you know, fob that you used to go on, on toll roads. Yeah. That you can bypass the, the, the toll officer, you just drive on and it, it, it connects. Mm -hmm. um, so, but what they're saying, they're in negotiations with the Jamaican government to fit more police cars. Okay. But one of the issues that they're having is that the police police officers are like scamming the system. Oh. So, so what's happening now, the, the police officers that have access to these 40 vehicles, Uh-huh. They remove the fob from their vehicles and they, they report that like some of them like girlfriends or wives, um, you know, it's on their vehicle at in particular times. 
Yeah. So the the um and you know the highway is is not it's not Jamaica, it's not free. So they are, you know, um concerned about the the, the lost from, from that. So that's why they are negotiating negotiating with the government because the government has to pay um a certain amount for police officers per year. Mm-hmm. But they are concerned about fitting all of these police vehicles because from reports of the 40 vehicles that's fitted so far yeah. and the amount of scams that's coming from that 40, they are concerned about fitting all of the cars. But I think there's a fix to that. That can be fixed. Can yeah, go right ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just basically saying that that's crap because they, they have the, the tag that can be that that is stuck onto the windscreen i was about to say that that's what i was going to say o'neill and and the other part of the conversation also is that yes i understand that the toll roads have uh, the chinese or whoever built it and it's better to recoup your money but i think it's carelessness on the part of the government from day one that um in everything you do every contract Yes, act of God and other things, clauses. There should be no way that a highway in a country doesn't have full access to emergency vehicles, which is police and fire and ambulances. That should not even be a negotiation or a conversation in the first place. Right. So I think the government is careless from day one in when they were negotiating these deals to build this highway. I yield the floor. But even though, okay, O'Neill, so even, let's say they were careless in that. You're telling me that the Chinese had a say in who gets free access or the li- they limit the access to the highway b- no. for government vehicles, official vehicles? Look for yeah, Africa. Think, hold hold yeah, on, Africa, hold on. No, so I think how it works, right, is, is they're treated as an investor. Uh-huh. Just like if you come and you build a building. But there are certain properties like the highway that is of national interest. Right. So because it's of national interest, so if I come to you, if you decide that you're going to spend X amount of millions on Billa Road, um, and you say you need to recoup your money, you're you're not looking at it from the perspective of policing or on emergency, you're looking at from every single vehicle that drives on your highway you need to pay. So that's what the Chinese, the Chinese are looking at it as a business, from straight business. So as I said to you that the government was careless from day one, whoever, and I'm not talking about this government or the one before, just all governments, because when you negotiate, the technocrat that negotiates that agreement would should have, have the foresight to understand that this is a roadway that need to be policed, um, their emergency is is active. Somebody crashes or anything. I mean, it's, it's an act of God. You, 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 there's no way on the face of the earth that you're having a highway, and your 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 fire brigade, your ambulance. And I can understand if it's a private ambulance mm-hmm. that is owned by a hospital versus an ambulance that's a part of the Ministry of Health system. Right. right. So they should have equipped. All these, because you have to be accountability, which is the fraud and the scam we're going to talk about now with the police officers. And it's, it's so funny that that comes up because Jamaica is plagued with scamming. <laughs> we know that. But the real scammers, <laughs> no, but the real scammers are the authorities. We like, know that. How do, you, how do you admonish the regular citizen from doing something illegal when 
all the official people are leading the charge of illegal activities in the country. But Pony, we don't know says so go all the time. We know it's so go all the time. This, and this is nothing Sorry. new. As you said, decades old. It's been going on forever. But I hope they rectify the situation and do it quickly because certain things should not be happening. Point blank. Point blank. So for our stories out of Latin America, Amazon tribes turn the tables on intruders with social media. And out of this is coming out to us courtesy of the Associated Press. I'm just so happy <laughs> um, out of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Yeah, I'm so happy for these people. Enough is enough. Um, it was dusk on April 14 when Francisco Cruaya heard a boat approaching along the river near his village in Brazil's Amazon rainforest. He assumed it was the regular delivery boat bringing gasoline for generators and outboard motors to remote settlements like his. Instead, what he found was a barge dredging his people's pristine river in search of gold. He had never seen a dredge operating in the area of the, his people's territory, let alone one this massive. He said it resembled a floating factory. Kuruaya, who is 47, motored out to the barge, boarded it, and confronted the gold miners. They responded in harsh voices, and he retreated for fear they were armed. But so was he, with a phone, the first he'd ever had. Back in his village, Karima, his son Telewa forwarded the photos of the mining boat to the tribe's WhatsApp chat groups. The episode illustrates the advance of the internet into vast remote rainforest areas that until recently had no means of quickly sharing visual evidence of environmental crime. The benefits of technology, hooray for technology. Thankfully, that phone made it into their environment. A fast expanding network of antenna is empowering indigenous groups to use phones, video cameras, and social media to galvanize the public and pressure authorities to respond swiftly to threats from gold miners, land grabbers, and loggers. Good for you all. Now, if we remember, Brazil's far-right president, Jair Bolsonaro, advocates legalizing mining and land leasing and doesn't really care to protect the indigenous territories. He has castigated the organizations as reliable actors out of touch with indigenous people's true desires and on the payroll of global environment do-gooders, whatever. Bolsonaro's repeated promises to legalize mining and other activities in indigenous lands have fueled invasions of territories, which are often islands of forest amid sprawling ranches. Indigenous and environmental groups estimate there are some 20,000 illegal miners in the Yanomami territory, which is roughly the size of Portugal. Bolsonaro's government claims that there are 3,500. What, what do they know? They're always going to downplay it. Deforestation in Brazil's Amazon surged 76% in 2021 compared to 2018, the year before Bolsonaro took office. Now, I have to tell you this. The article is really long, so I'm not going to go in depth, but I will just take this out of it. Other tribes met up with this village, the Karima village, 
and they drove those people out of there. They drove them out. And that is what needs to continue to happen in Brazil, throughout the entire Amazon. Yeah. Drive them out because all they're doing is raping the country and illegally no permits because bolsonaro who got an award for foolishness the other day because he is pushing for it it's not yet legal you're going to get up and say yes let's go in and mine for gold destroying the people's property because they're indigenous you feel that they're nobodies they're the original inhabitants of the country let them be leave their territory alone good for you my brazilian people the united states embassy in cuba began issuing visas for the first time in more than four years after disruption due to alleged sonic attacks against its diplomatic personnel and at a time when the island is experiencing increasing emigration a small group of people were seen gathered outside the consular section of the embassy in havana on tuesday Washington closed its consular services in the Cuban capital in 2017 after U.S. personnel and their families suffered from mystery illnesses subsequently known as Havana Syndrome. A U.S. government report in 2020 said the illnesses suffered by the staff and their families were most likely caused by directed pulsed radio frequency energy. The closure was a huge blow to many Cubans hoping to emigrate to the U.S., and escape the economic woes of their island nation. The move comes after the U.S. held its highest-level diplomatic talks with Cuba last month. Ties between the two countries faced severe disruption during the administration of former U.S. President Donald Trump. In March, the U.S. announced it would begin a limited and gradual reopening of its embassy and consular services, and that it will also begin to address a large backlog of requests for immigration visas by Cubans with family in the U.S. Ah, Miami, we are crowded. We are crowded in Miami. We know have no space in Miami. We are crowded. But anyway, Cuba is also demanding that the U.S. abide by a bilateral immigration agreement that would authorize 20,000 U.S. visas a year to Cuba. Cuba is meanwhile suffering its most economic crisis in almost 30 years, in large part due to the coronavirus pandemic and the subsequent decrease in tourism. Listen, my people, come, but please go north, head north. You have space in Georgia, right? Georgia can take them. But Miami, we don't have no space in Miami. Miami full. Ay, lo siento, mi gente. You know, head north, norte, norte. <laughs> you know, yeah. The Dominican, listen, you go into, what's that place, Marlon, where they have Gallocho every year? You go down there. Nobody speaks English, okay? It's Cuba in itself, literally. Literally. Where I live is Cuba, too, but not as Cuba as that Cuba. But, yeah. Um, the foreign minister of the Dominican Republic has said that a diplomat kidnapped in Haiti in late April has been released. On Wednesday, Roberto Alvarez tweeted that Carlitin Guillen Tatis, who is an advisor to the country's embassy in, in April, had been released safe and sound following four days of kidnapping. The incident occurred as Haiti has seen an uptick in violence 
and kidnappings as powerful gangs jockey for more control in the country amid a political power vacuum left in the wake of the assassination of President Jovenel Moïse in July 2021. Fighting between gangs has forced some families to flee their homes in the capital, Port-au-Prince, with the country's civil protection agency blaming the most recent spate of violence on a fight between the Chen Mechan gang and the rival 400 Mawozo gang which was involved in the kidnapping of 17 U.S. and Canadian missionaries last year. But hold on. Did they release all those um, people? Did they get, because I know they were asking for a million dollars per person. They released a few, but I'm, I, I'm not sure. Did they release everyone? Okay, we need to find out. We need to definitely find out. But yeah, um, at least they released him. Good for you. I need to check it out. Now I'm really, my, my interest is peaked. But <laughs> before I start Googling, here we go with what to look out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and on Clubhouse in the QMZ Radio Club. It's music, news, and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments and Nedro Solo and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join Rose Solo for The Rose Solo Show Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com and on Clubhouse in the Rose Solo Show Club. Next Tuesday, Rose Solo speaks with Janice Laws Robinson candidate for Georgia Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. Tune in to Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern and Freestyle Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mixmaster Kevon on JanoRadio.com. Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m., it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple and he returns on a Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern with Big People Sunday. Here is another JC Lodge telephone love after the break. It's Believe It or Not plus entertainment news. We're going to squeeze in a few stories. Let's go. One of my favorites from her. You make my day every time, and I cannot. I wish I could sing like her. When you call, I feel so good. Wish you were living in my neighborhood. Pick up where we left off under the cover. Living out my fantasy. Talking love. 
That was JC Lodge with Telephone Love. She is 104 hashtag WCW artists for today, along with John Penn and Patra. We played Patra earlier. Coming up, we do have John Penn. Thank you, Javette, who is one of our faithful listeners here on Clubhouse with us. She made the request last week. So if you have a request, whether it is for Throwback Thursday, which is tomorrow, hashtag TBT, any songs you want to hear from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, please send them over. Friday is Feature Friday. Also, we have the Friday Mix with another Jano Radio DJ. All right. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much to everyone tuned in on QMZRadio.com and on JanoRadio.com. You are listening to Coffee in Tone, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And believe it or not, you go right ahead. Go ahead. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, morning, morning. <laughs> Welcome, Naturalist. I just, just want to say a great program, a, a great music. Boy, the music sounds so clean coming through the speakers. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know, man. It's like me and right now, I'm allergic to my job because all day I'll just be sneezing like nonstop. I mean, like, it's not bad. I don't know. I need a vacation or something. But yes, you do. A great, a great conversation and a great input from everyone. So just let's put it Thank you so much, Naturalist. Appreciate the feedback. All right. And believe it or not, news, I think I'm only going to have to take this story first. Because this, for me, is funny as heck. I died la- laughing when I was looking at it. Man, and I have the link posted at top. Man who had to regrow his penis on his arm for six years finally has it attached to the correct place a british man sir did you hear about this because this happened in britain a british man is celebrating the return of his uh, member after six years of wearing it on his arm and if you look at the link for those of you who are on clubhouse look at where he had to wear it on his arm wow in a new video detailing the journey to his artificial member malcolm mcdonald who lost his member due to a blood infection and had a replacement one created on his arm said he feels like a real man again. According to the post, the man's member was successfully relocated from his left arm to his pubic area. His nerves and blood arteries from his arm were transferred to his new artificial member, allowing him to create blood flow. At the same time, urologists and plastic surgeons confirmed he had a functioning urethra. The surgery was delayed by short staff shortages, mix-ups, not sure what kind of mix-ups they're talking about, and the pandemic, which occurred six years after the phallus was conceived. Meanwhile, MacDonald has said that others ask about it when they see him in the pub and that it has even popped out on occasion, once smacking a woman in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping to get through the article without laughing. Thank you for the sound effect. In his new documentary, fittingly named The Man with a Penis on His Arm, he said it was a nine-hour operation. The first thing I did was look down and I was like, oh, my days, they got it this time. For those unfamiliar with McDonald's penile struggle, he previously stated that after an infection, he saw his member go black and dropped to the floor prompting him to pick it up and put it in the bin. 
McDonald's sex life, unlike his old member, has not been ruined, as he describes the possibility of having sex with a functioning member as a turning point in his life. Before his surgery, he requested that his new penis be six inches, with two inches added. And, said the surgeons, were happy to listen to what he wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine six years of your life with your member swinging on your arm? I'm sorry. Couldn't they have put it on his leg? Madness. What is this world coming to, man? (laughs) He wore it like a bracelet. It was on his upper arm. But couldn't they have put it on his leg? Was his arm the only place they could have put it to grow? Moments, did he ever use it while it was on his arm? Oh, no. 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 There we go. He smacked a woman in the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> it fell out, Don. It fell out. Yo, y'all killed ah. it today, though. Killed it today. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> you can't make this up. You really can't wow. make this up. My yeah, thing that's, is. That's a handful. y'all on a roll this morning you know something i am not gonna pull stories like these anymore because y'all are out of hand no behavior out of hand no behavior no behavior none of you i'm i'm ashamed of all of you right now (laughs) i'm ashamed of myself you, you read this story and you're ashamed of us good morning everyone you read this story and you're ashamed of us I love it. Yeah, love because you you're speak. supposed to keep in check. Transfer the blade. <laughs> we, we are. We're asking questions. We need clarity. So he wore his, his penis as a bracelet. Because it was a bracelet. Jim said wow. a handful. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, really and truly, the doctors couldn't find anywhere else to put it. What about his thigh? They could have put it there. Come on. I think that they, they set him up with this one. No. No, I think the hand is the more the more appropriate place. So these things actually grow, folks. They grow back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They've been doing it on um, animals, and I mean, lab rats growing an ear, you know, human ear on lab rats. So not new. But guess what? He put in a request, though. He said he he was specific with the size. Moments, I, I wonder I wonder what the, the conservative American um males think about that. Ah if they if they would want if, if they would they would see that as against God's um will and they they wouldn't want to grow it back. No, I don't think so. They'd be too happy. <laughs> they'd be too happy. Yeah, they'd be too happy. So okay, I think I can squeeze in one more. A Florida manager. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. So so, so then put that this side, yeah. So then put the balls. You know what? I'm done. The balls, he didn't need new balls. He just needed a new member. He didn't need <laughs> oh, a new... Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, he just okay. Needed okay. A sir, new he's new. You know oh, something? Sir, on to the next story, because y'all are getting out of hand now. Y'all... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face. So, a Florida man is facing murder charges after he stopped performing CPR on an overdose victim to steal her electronics. Carl Austin Pollard is being 
charged stemming from the January 20th death of Lauren Jaffe in Jacksonville. According to court docs, the 26-year-old gave Jaffe fentanyl. Once she became unresponsive, he attempted CPR but abandoned the life-saving measures shortly after. He did not call for help. Instead, he stole her television, computer, and cell phone and smashed several surveillance cameras around the home. Paulus was captured on the ring doorbell camera, leaving and returning to the home with a mask as he continued to take her belongings. Jaffe's roommate used Find My Friends app to track Jaffe's phone after becoming concerned for her well-being. Her phone appeared at an address about 20 miles away from her home. The roommate says she does not know Paulus but believes he was an acquaintance of Jaffe. When police located Paulette on the same day that Jaffe died, they found crack cocaine and fentanyl concealed in an Altoids container. He admitted that he visited her home to purchase a virtual reality headset from the victim. When confronted with the ring camera footage, Paulette declined further questioning. He now faces first-degree murder charges. And talk about, are you dumb? You don't yeah, man, the whole time you read me, I said the world dumbest, world's dumbest. And then, here's one more. Yeah, we can do one more for Believe It or Not. Teen Jimmy John's worker stabbed by woman over sandwich order mix-up. Okay, this is, we, uh, mm, we, need, we need help. We really need help. A woman in North Carolina stabbed a teen Jimmy John's worker because they mixed up her sandwich order. Police in North Carolina arrested 45-year-old Demetrius Coleman for allegedly stabbing a 16-year-old Jimmy John's employee working behind the counter. Fox News reports the incident took place on April 25th at 5.50 p.m. According to employees at the location, Coleman is an infamous customer and has been turned away for service due to her past behavior. The workers say before she stabbed the girl, she started throwing items at her. The tool she used was an edged weapon. The teen was taken to Moses Cone Hospital, where she is expected to recover from serious injuries. The sheer fact that an adult finds it okay to physically assault someone because of a sandwich menu or a sandwich order being wrong is just abhorrent. I'm sorry. Cole was, Coleman was charged with assault with a deadly weapon, inflicting serious injury and injury to real property for the damages to the store. Really? A sandwich mix-up? Sorry, does it say how old the woman was? The woman is, yes, it does. She is 45 years old. The teenager is 16 years old. Really? I saw big people behave. You know what I mean? Like, ain't you supposed to know better? Ain't you supposed to do better? And this is, this is madness now because this is the second day now that you hear of a big person I take a teenager like. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we had the 17-year-old with the road rage thing. Yeah. Big woman with picnic in her car shooting off a man's face uh, for road rage, and then now uh, and now uh, next uh, next big woman I shoot off. Stab, you know, uh, stab, uh, stab. I chop up a um, chop up a woman because sandwich mix up. Yeah. yeah. Well, Father God, come and take your whirly. Well, thank God this child is alive. Yesterday's child was not so lucky. Thank God this child is alive. Yeah, this is what we are doing, and we say we are adults. Acting like animals. I had a conversation just the other day, and I'll make it real quick so um, I know someone is trying to speak, um, and I'll allow you to speak in just a second. I was having a conversation just the other day. When a lion attacks you, you expect it, right? 
And lions only attack you when they're what? Hungry. Alligators only attack you when they're hungry. As long as their stomachs are full, they, they, you can do as you please. You can sit next to them. They're not going to be daunted. They won't trouble you. When they're hungry is when they go on the hunt. And if, you know, they're not saying I'm looking out for a human, they're looking out for whatever they can get their, their jaws on. But us as human beings, we are worse than animals. Wild, savage animals. Sorry, I have to say it, but this is how we behave. Right. But the worst thing is, is women. This is mo these people are mothers too, man. Don't they? They don't. don't they? they don't have no like maternal instinct. That's somebody child that man. Or think about like if somebody was to deal with their picnic, sir. Let me tell you, I don't think. My God. I'm gonna say this, sir, and Lord forgive me for saying this, but it's the truth no, that say, I have man, witnessed over and over and over again. I have been dropping my sons off at school in the mornings. And I see school zone, school zone. You know who I see barreling down through the school zone? Woman. Unfortunately, I have to say, they're the ones speeding through the school zones. Some with children in the back of their cars to go to the next school down the road the, to drop off at the... um the other school woman i'm sorry i have to say it. it is what it is and i'm like for the love of god don't you all have children and this is what you're doing yeah so you would think maternal instincts would say protect all children no it doesn't work like that i'm sorry and these women are pushing down the road in their mercedes benzes their um what you might call it bmws yeah that's what they be doing. Hey, moments. This reminds me of a story that happened, I think it was last year, where a guy went into McDonald's and he was upset about a, a same like a, a sandwich order to. And he was he was arguing with, with um the young lady, like a young black girl. She was about 17 or so. And then he decided to grab her. And the girl jumped across the counter and she whipped him like she oh, yeah, serve, her, serve him right. Nice yeah, yeah, serve him right. Serve him right. You don't put your hands on somebody for this is yeah, foolishness. And, and, and they wanted to fire the girl and the media, really? the media like people had to come out and, and think, yeah, they wanted to fire her for, for, for beating up the customer. But no, like yeah, she kept her job. Thankfully. And we have to go to another quick break because I have to play the Dawn Pen. When we return, I'm going to try to put in that entertainment story. At least one. If not, I'll have to push them to tomorrow. But here is the one and only Dawn Pen. I want to love I can see.
Yo, you don't know Arian Sevilla and that's the thing straight. Wait, 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 listening to Don Pan, You Don't Love Me, No, 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 this is the extended version. Thank you to Javet for putting in the request to, to hear Don Pan, JC Lodge, and Patra. Our hashtag WCW artist for today, Woman Crush Wednesday Artist. Gonna have to cut the song short as much as I don't want to, but I have to get the entertainment story in. It's almost that time. I can't believe how three hours have flown by so quick. Thank you so much for being here with me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Streaming live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course, right here on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. So, Nene Leakes says she's been blacklisted from the industry after the Bravo fallout. Nene Leakes claims that Bravo blacklisted her in the entertainment business, making it extremely difficult for her to get work. The former Real Housewives of Atlanta star is suing Real Housewives executive producer Andy Cohen 
Bravo and NBC Universal for harboring a hostile and racist work environment. The 54-year-old says she wanted to speak out years ago about the working conditions on the set, but the threat of not being able to work silenced her. Yes, I've been blacklisted. I said what I said. When you haven't worked in three years, then all of a sudden you're working and sought after, and then suddenly you're not working again. It's being blacklisted, Leek spoke with TMZ. She also says that she was reprimanded after reporting racist remarks made by fellow RHOA cast member Kim Zosiak Behrman. We spoke about this, I think it was last week. The discrimination continued with even the head of the corporation referring to Leaks as a white woman for wearing blonde hair. Leaks hopes the federal lawsuit will stop prejudice against black women in the workplace and hold the network accountable for their treatment of her. Many people have questioned the timing of the Lenithia Lounge founder's lawsuit. Just months ago, Leaks expressed her willingness to return to RHOA. However, Cohen did not appear interested in having her back, dodging questions about a possible return several times. Fans of the RHOA have speculated that Leaks's lawsuit was retaliation for the network failing to bring her back as a housewife or give her a spin-off. However, she has vehemently denied these accusations. We're talking about discrimination. We're not talking about a show. It has nothing to do with a temper tantrum and wanting a show, she told TMZ. Nene Leakes, if we remember, was a staple on the Atlanta-based reality series, appearing in over 200 episodes between 2008 and 2020. She was the star of the series until season 7, when she became a part-time cast member. She made her return as a regular for seasons 10 to 12. She and her late husband, Greg Leakes, RIP, got a wedding spin-off in 2013 titled, I Dream of Nene the Wedding. Leakes is seeking unspecified monetary damages. <sighs> Lily, what's your name? Nene, sorry, not Lily, Nene. Oh, Lord. Um, come sit on the couch, girl. Come sit on the couch. Sit on the couch. Um, who who wants to take her on first? <laughs> because Nini, Nini. Yeah, don't you have to have talent to be blacklisted? <laughs> she has talent. Wow. She but has in what talent. though? In what? We. I mean. I understand. I understand. That's a good question. I understand. I was like, is she what? What she is? Is she's an actor or something? I I, I don't know. No, or she's a housewife. Yeah, I understand. With, she she has talent, I, and let me tell you why she has talent. In her mind, she has talent. I I have talent. In my mind, I have talent. This this is my view. Moments like <laughs> sometimes with the blacklist thing, you you can't some a lot of the times you can't really be black. You can be blacklisted, but you can't be blacklisted unless you really have an underlining problem, because. With the fame that she ha has, right? Um, a lot of upcoming directors, producers, writers need opportunity, right? And these people can actually find work. So, I mean, if if nobody's working with you, you have an underlining problem where people just don't want to deal with you. That's it. So, a How lot can of you time, be they, they need to check themselves too. 
and she have money, like create your own show. But how can you be part of a? How can you be blacklisted from an industry you were never a part of? That too. Like, <laughs> who are you? What are you? You is just you're, you're like an extra. You're like you know yeah, what I mean. You're listen. not no. Oh, As Marlon delusions, said, delusions of grandeur, man. As Marlon said, sir, her she, she her the money's running out. She needs money. Focus on your boutiques. Doesn't she have some boutiques? One in the MGM Grand up in um, Baltimore or somewhere there. And she has um, a store in Duluth. Uh, she has a couple of businesses. She also has or, the or lounge. Don't Candy have her own show as well now? Maybe she could make Candy a little, a little, a little too party night. Tell her to reach out to Chris Jenner. She, she knows how to use people without talent to make billions <laughs> that's right because there's nobody in that family who is talented quite frankly yeah. and she yeah, so, she, and she did good with them yeah yeah she make billions so, out of them with so, no talent so maybe she need to reach out to her yeah so why is needed just like she... oh just like oh um china lose the case need gonna lose this case too you gonna lose that case yeah you gonna lose that case that that case that case gonna be kicked out quick Quick, real quick. Somebody else was trying to say something. I know I heard a voice. I don't know. I, I oh. was trying to figure out why she's she's blacklisted. But I, I read in the story. She's not blacklisted. She's she'd be alright. She'd have several seats. She likes being the center of attention. That is what it is with Nini. She likes oh, all eyes on her. Why, why don't you know an American's got talent or, or, or like, you know, Big Brother or some <laughs> shit? I don't know. So Marla, she probably will in a few you weeks. Marla, you don't think she, she's suing for racism? You don't think she can win? She's not going to win. Uh, she ain't going to win. Eh? No. There's no racism. She, and there's no racism. And why didn't she walk away from day one if she, when, when she saw everything was going on earlier when she just started? She waited to get the money and then now she want to sue? I think the race card though is is a is a very prominent card that people play to make money and yeah. do win. Yeah, and, yeah. To, and to get attention, to get attention, yeah. it's an attention grabber. You slam that out it's, there, people are gonna listen, and people's ears are gonna be perked up, O'Neill, and be, everybody's gonna be right. interested, right? And that's yeah. exactly what she's doing. I do have. And then she maybe, and then she maybe is going to um, create a TV show out of something, it. Something, something, yeah. We do have one more Don Penn song to play. Let's squeeze it in. And this is one of my favorite Don Penn songs. I hope it's yours too, Javette. Thank you so much for the request. Don Penn to serve with love. To serve with
in just a quick moment with me. The purpose of our lives is to be happy. Dalai Lama. Live your life in love. Live your life free. Free to love. Just live, folks, and be happy. And here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and on the QMZ Radio Club on Clubhouse. It's music news and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments Sinatra Solo and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join Rose Solo for the Rose Solo Show Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com and on Clubhouse in the Rose Solo Show Club. Next week, she speaks with Janice Laws Robinson, candidate for Georgia Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. Tune in to Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and Freestyle Saturdays, also 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mixmaster Kavan on JanoRadio.com. Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple, and Sundays at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Simple returns with Big People Sunday. Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone who joined on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Bye-bye. Always great conversation 